You may be seated. Also, we are greeting all of you all over the earth. He who does not listen and watch with us today, they will later on receive this sermon by post. And we are sending now in four languages and to many brethren around the earth the first weekends. And so, by this, all true believers remain in connection with what God is doing right now. This is not only a claim, this is true. And maybe just a remark here. If we preach here without an interpreter, then it's of course a bit faster and it has the impression that there's more authority behind it. But if 12 interpreters must hear and understand every word and must translate every sentence, then I cannot speak here like a machine gun, but already with respect to our brothers, we have to set forth the word in a way as it behooves. Also the difference between just an evangelistic message and between a teaching sermon is very big. If one just preaches the gospel, then one can do it with great might and power. But if one goes from scripture to scripture, then everyone who listens must be able to follow and must be able to absorb. And then it is also revealed to him. Now, yesterday, I gave you already a brief report about the trip to Kenya, especially the meetings there with the small ones and with that large meeting. I told you what went on there. On one side, thousands are coming to hear the word. On the other side, it's the shepherds, the shepherds who feed themselves, who celebrate themselves and who want to distract the people from hearing the true word. But the Lord knows his own. He will seek them and find them and he will call them out. From Moldavia, maybe also these two remarks here. The one that God has given grace, that we can have TV programs there now. We had there one hour on TV and God blessed in a tremendous way. People were immediately phoning in and requesting to receive literature. But then there was also one sad thing. In a Baptist church, we had also a meeting 
and before the end or about in the middle of the sermon the chief supervisor came and was sitting down and everything was going well but then after we finished he stood up and he said what we have heard is all biblical but we as the Baptist Church we have our own doctrine and then not so brother Schmidt that's how it was and then one's heart is again breaking people are hearing the word they receive it and then comes somebody who has his studies behind him and who is probably also a bit puffed up but the man of God lives not by being puffed up the man of God lives by every word which came forth from the mouth of God and he who likes to read it in Hebrews chapter 9 it's of course written that in the most holy place there was the ark of the covenant and also the pot with the manna the pot with the manna in the ark of the covenant the written word and then in the golden pot the manna the hidden manna the revealed word so that not only a lid is on the top of the ark but the ark is open the written word became the revealed the living word and behold that's how it is, how it is with us today and it's written in Revelation chapter 2 probably verse 17 that the overcomers have part of the hidden manna not all and I can nothing for it there are called ones and there are chosen ones there is the first resurrection and there is the second resurrection and the scripture says blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection and now it's written here in Revelation 2 verse 17 he that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna and will give him a white stone and in the stone a new name written which no man knoweth except he that receiveth it brothers and sisters it's not only about a preaching on the surface the moment is here where we must be firmly grounded and established in the word of God maybe just this one remark and then I would like to ask you to remember us in your prayers brother Helmut Miskis and myself we are going to make a missionary trip through South America 
And we heard it today in a phone conversation. We will be especially in Brazil, in many cities. And in the city Recife, they are expecting more than 10,000 people who will come together to hear God's word from all denominations. And so, please pray to God that the Lord gives a breakthrough that we do not regard or respect any doctrines of men but that we preach the truth in love because only the truth sets free. That's how it is written. Ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Not the messenger who brings the word, but the word has its impact in those who hear it and who believe it and who receive it. Altogether, it's four countries which are included into this program. Brazil, Peru, Argentina, and also Chile, in Argentina, a very special preacher conference of more than 600 preachers from the whole Pentecostal movement. doesn't matter what directions they have. And also for this, we need God's help and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more difficult than to preach to the preachers and to teach the teachers. Most know already everything and they don't know that they in fact know not the most important thing because divine revelation is not found in seminars. There they teach from books. There the knowledge of man is passed on. But we are being taught by God, by the holy and precious word of God, which we respect. And brothers and sisters, in the moment where we respect God's word, in a way, as if the Lord would stand personally before us and would speak with us so that holy reverence could be with us while we hear the word. And then, also for all the newcomers here, some of us are looking back to 50 years, to 40 years, looking back to 30 years. Just now, in the past week, our sister, our sister Elizabeth and our sister Brigitte, they had their 25th anniversary here in the mission work. They stepped in after 1979 when everything seemed to be at the end and where the people were sent home and God has led them in such a way that the work of the Lord could go on 
and that the word could be carried on unto the ends of the earth. We have seen that from the very beginning the hand of God was just upon us and the enemy did not succeed to destroy everything but God has given a new beginning by His grace. We were thanking our two sisters and we thank all whom the Lord God has used and is still using who are doing various tasks which are in connection with the mission work in all the many languages. I did not call one single brother, not one single sister I called. God has ordained everything in this way. And when I then remember, I mentioned it here once, when I saw in a vision in 1976 how the iron curtain opens, how the door opened, and how all the groups from the Eastern European countries came in. I was in a huge hall in this vision, and there was a wonderful chandelier hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. And the voice came from the right of that chandelier. When the east is opening, and when the bride is called from the Eastern European countries, then my coming has drawn very near. You all remember it, the various experiences which God has given by His grace, how He gave instructions, and so we actually thank the Lord God alone that He has really laid everything in such a way. Because look, from 1968 on, I have crossed all the borders to Eastern Europe. Since then, we had the radio program on Radio Luxembourg and we reached people in the German-speaking areas and God was opening doors and hearts so that the message of the hour could be carried. And if you now hear, especially addressed to our brethren from Chile, we have heard it from the mouth of our brother, 40 years of bondage and then suddenly the deliverance and how wonderful God was leading everything. Brothers and sisters, it is one thing to say how the Lord leads and to hang it into the air or that one can look back and see how the Lord was leading, how He blessed how he arranged everything in a wonderful way. So, we could also look back, especially on the last 40 years, how the Lord God was leading everything in a wonderful way. Once again, 
to all those who are newly added. Please accept every word of God. Receive it. What you do not understand right now, you could understand already in the next moment. Also we have gone step by step from light to light. As we just heard it now from our brother Müller from the scripture. It flashes time and again it flashes. And if we would go to Proverbs 4, until the morning star arises in our hearts. God leads his people step by step from knowledge to knowledge and from teaching to teaching. Now, I was asked about our circular letter. The subjects which we were dealing with are, of course, all important. But the main thing is on the last page, on page 11. And I was asked about it. And I want to refer to it a little bit. Here we have written, but be honest, how is it with the many groups within the end time message, which confess with their lips the promise from Malachi, who speak about the rapture, and yet do not experience the fulfillment practically. The question is, what does this mean? The practical carrying out is of course therein what Brother Brennan was told. The message given to you will be a forerunner before the second coming of Christ. And he really repeated it 41 times. He repeated it. And then he said, not that I am the forerunner, but the message will be the forerunner. I didn't say this, but God has kept his hand over everything. Only, and now we come already to the first important point. All should hear what was said and should not bypass it. And here comes another important point. All who bypass it, so who do not take heed to it, they will always bring their own beliefs into existence, will draw disciples after themselves. And by this, the called out body of the Lord is time and again chopped and split up. But if God places ministries into the church, not only one ministry, but all, namely apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers and evangelists, then follows the build up 
the build up of the church. Then we find together and then comes the fulfillment what is written in Exodus chapter 25 from verse 31. And I wished we would have a golden lampstand here. Do we have one in the building? The golden lampstand which represented the church was made out of one lump of gold. It was made by hand. There are not one single part, not that branch or that branch, not, not the flowers, nothing. Everything was beaten from one piece. As we had yesterday one bread, one dao, and we as church are several members. So the lampstand is made out of one clot, forgive me that word, out of one lump of gold. And then that man whom God has given wisdom, he was working on it until the lampstand was perfectly made. Everything was made out of one beaten work. Everything was made of one piece. And then we go to Zechariah 4. Then we go to Revelation 1, 2 and 3. The golden lampstand represents the church. The church of the firstborn. The people of God. Which is out of one piece which is from one word, from one spirit, born again unto a living hope. Brothers and sisters, it is just so important that we are not deceived. And as written in Ephesians chapter 4, right, right after the ministries are mentioned, it's written here, one moment, Verse 14, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And right afterward, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him, may grow up into him in all things, who is the head, even Christ, not into a messenger of God, not into a prophet, not into an apostle. In Christ Jesus, the whole body grows together into one unity, as written here. And then, 
follows the ministry. Also very important that we don't believe every spirit and most important of all as written in Acts 17 of the brethren in Berea and they searched daily the scriptures whether those things were so. Every man of God must be checked by the word of God. There is no revelation which could go beyond the testimony of the scripture. No, everything is in the word of God. And God reveals the mysteries which were hidden in his word. And he reveals them to us. Then we have the second important point. How is it? with the calling out, with the separation, with the preparation of the bride church. This is of course one of the main things. And we all know Second Corinthians chapter 6 where it speaks from verse 14 what has light to do with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? What does belief and unbelief have in common? But then we come to Revelation chapter 17 and then to Revelation chapter 18 just to show you here the connection from the Holy Scripture. Revelation 17 gives us the description of the last political world power and the description about the last religious world power which is riding on the political world power. One can understand the symbols very clearly. No interpretation is needed. But now, in Revelation 17, from verse 15 it says, and this text must be read, so that we understand and see Revelation 18 in the right context. Revelation 17 from verse 15 And he says unto me The waters which thou sowest where the whore sitteth There's somebody sitting It's a throne, a seat Some kind of throne where the whore sitteth Not the beast Not the, not the worldly power the whole sitteth, that's how it is written here, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And then the ten horns. And the ten horns which thou sowest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. And now it comes. Verse 17. For God has put in their hearts 
to fulfill his will and to be of one mind and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. Now again a great revelation and illumination and the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Do you want to guess with me which city is spoken of? Or, or is it already clear? I think it's clear to all. And then we come to chapter 18, namely for the leading out. Because in verse 2 it's already said, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. So, yes, the Roman treaties of March 1957 And if we look up everything carefully, the Roman statute, one can read up the various paragraphs. So, it is, a, it is going according to Daniel 2, according to Daniel 7, according to Revelation 13. It's really, now at the end, it's about the last world power, which will crush the whole earth which will break it in pieces. And we see, just at the time when this happens, where also the ten kings, which are coming from Eastern Europe, when they all give their power to the beast, but only so long until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And then it says in verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. One could read on and on. I just want 
And I'm saying it especially to all who are now newly added and who are called out. I'm not reading here from the Spiegel magazine or Stern magazine or Life magazine. I'm reading from the Word of God at that time where the political and religious uniting takes place and when the whore is riding on this world power and we have read it that all the unclean is holed in it all the unclean spirits it has become an habitation of all the unclean spirits brothers and sisters these are the words of God that's how God sees the thing and so we must also see it I, I could take you now to Jeremiah 51 there it's written we wanted to heal Babylon but it could not be healed we want oh how we wished that really all in all of Christianity and in all religions that all would know God would respect him would accept his plan of salvation and letting themselves be included in it but this is God's thing and people who do not take the word seriously, who do not let themselves be addressed, they cannot be included into the plan of salvation. And therefore, the command, come out of her, ye my people. And this is in perfect harmony with 2 Corinthians chapter 6 with the last verses there. Brothers and sisters, today it's not about a new denomination. It's not about Brother Brenham. It's not about Paul. It's about your and my preparation, about your and my salvation through faith, as the scripture says. And listen what is being said here in connection with the calling out in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 16 and what agreement has the temple of God with idols one question who of you has ever been in a place of pilgrimage who has seen there the many statues of saints who are all put up there in all these places of pilgrimages. And just now, we, we received it now in writing in Poland. The Catholic believers are calling already now upon the deceased Pope that he should pray and intercede for them. But he of, he of course doesn't even know of those who are gathering there. Brothers and sisters, 
How long we can still say this here, we don't know. But one thing is sure, the truth must be said, the error must be exposed. And if we do not preach the word of truth, woe unto us. When we have to appear before the Lord, what shall then be our answer? And here we have God's word as a guideline for our life. Not only to hear it, but to obey it. For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. This is what God said and that's how it is. Then comes the condition also in reference to Isaiah 52.11. In verse 17 we read Wherefore Come out from among them, and be ye separate, commandeth the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. We have no choice. God commands. He commands. Ye my people, you don't belong there. Ye are my possession. I have paid the price for you. You are my church, the church of the firstborn. Ye are ordained to spend eternity together with me. So, not walking on the broad way with the multitudes. As I was reading yesterday, all the big churches are searching now for formulations, for formula formulation about the doctrine of justification, about formulation about the doctrine of the Lord's Supper. They are looking for mutual declarations. We are not searching for mutual declarations. We are searching in the Holy Scripture. We are searching the Holy Scripture. And that what God declared here, this is sufficient for us. But, to say this once again, there is a need of subordination. We must give up the inner resistance. And we must understand that it was not the will of a man that we are called out, but the will of God. We could go to many scriptures. When God called Israel out from Egypt, He said, Israel is my firstborn. Let my son go, that he may serve me. It was a calling out, a separation. The Red Sea was the division. They went through the Red Sea as on dry land. And after them came, of course, the whole army of the Pharaoh. 
And behold, when the last Israelite reached the other side, and as the whole army of Pharaoh was in the midst of the Red Sea, then the walls collapsed. Because before, the waters stood to the right and to the left, just like the walls of this building. And they went through as on dry land. And then, then it happened. When the people of God went through the Red Sea, which separated them from the Egyptians, and as the Egyptians were on the same way, for the ones, the way was prepared, they could walk through, and for the others came the destruction. They were covered by the waters and one didn't see them again. Brothers and sisters, on the cross of Calvary it happened. The blood was shed. A separation and calling out has taken place already. Firstly, through the blood of the Lamb and then all who are who were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb they are called out from, from out of all the Babylonian captivity and when our brother gave his short testimony about the liberation let us be honest are not all the denominations like prisons all may come in but no one may go out that's how it is up to this very day in the church of Jesus Christ there is no membership no coming in and going out but there is one coming in and by one spirit are we being baptized into one body not, not membership the word ship doesn't have to be there but we are members of his body not a membership this would be an attachment we are original members and our Lord illustrated it in a very good way in the Gospel of John chapter 15 when he said I am the vine ye are the branches as also the lampstand was manuf manufactured from one lump of gold so the New Testament church is also made of one piece and our Lord used time and again the examples from nature so that all understand what he said. He did, he did not use academic terms and words. Then only the upper class would have understood it. The Lord spoke in such a simple way that all can understand him inasmuch as it is revealed to them by God. This just goes with it. And when the Lord says, I am the vine, ye are the branches, then we of course know that the branches come forth from the vine and that the branches 
that the branches in fact the life is being manifested in the branches it is one by bearing fruit one life in the vine and the same life in the branches so that the life which comes forth from the root of the vine that it is manifested in the branches and that's what's all about today that the life of Jesus Christ is being manifested through us the whole power of God the entire victory which God gave us in Christ. Then, there is the question here, how is it with the personal experiences of salvation, how is it with the taking into possession of all what was lost to the church? Brothers and sisters, we have really the promise of restoration of all what God has spoken through the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. That's how it is written in Acts chapter 3. And coming to the point, we can preach the whole counsel of God. But if we do not regard the promises which are given to the church for the time period before the rapture, then we cannot reach the goal. Because time and again it says, He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. And the Spirit reveals the Word. He leads into the Word. How often did we read it from 1 Peter chapter 1? that by the exceeding great and precious promises we become partakers of the divine nature. We have said it last night, you have laid me into the mother's womb, you have taken me out from the mother's womb. Brothers and sisters, that's how God lays the supernatural word into us, into our very natural hearts, but which have become new, because the Lord God said, I will give you a new heart, a new spirit, I will make a new covenant with you. And here, we are already at the point, the renewing, must have taken place. The connection must have been established between God and us and then from us to God. And as we say time and again, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. Now, coming to a very special part, how is it with our life, with our walk with God, in conformity with His Word? We all know Hebrews 9 from verse 
5. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, he was walking with God and suddenly he was translated and was not found anymore on earth. And if we then think about what is also written in Amos 3, verse 3, how can two walk together except they met each other and walked then the same way? He who wants to walk together with God, he must be on his side. God will never come to us We must come to Him. When our Lord was walking on this earth, He revealed Himself in various ways to those, let's say, to the two on the way to Emmaus. And when He comes to us, then He reveals to us His word. Then He leads us into all the truth. And this we experience really time and again a new that God really leads us into his living revealed word. Also this we have said, to whom God's word is not revealed, he discusses, he argues, he comes with arguments. To whom it is revealed, he is thanking, he thanks and walks on the way with God. And to whom it is revealed by the Spirit of God, he does not confer anymore with flesh and blood. He doesn't go anymore to the so-called clergy, but he who has the revelation by the Spirit, he received the answer from God. And the answer must be given to each one personally. Not even the husband can give it to his wife or the preacher to the church or one to the other. It's impossible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the Spirit of God leads into all truth. So, calling out, separation, being brought into conformity with the word and with the will of God. And then, to experience that we can in reality walk with God. One question remained here. Why must we wait so long with the Spirit baptism? Brothers and sisters, when we reach the moment, the point, where we can rejoice about our redemption with all our hearts, when really all the doubts, when everything was removed, and where we can sing and jubilate and say, I have found peace with God. My sins are forgiven. I am free. I am free. Jesus has given me life. I am free. I am free. 
Our need is therein that we turn around in circles and the enemy can give us a hard time. Are you already what you think to be? And again and again, we are what God has said in his word. Satan is a liar and remains a liar. But God in Christ he has redeemed us. Is this true? The redemption has become a divine element of our life. We are redeemed. And this we may glorify. Our sin is forgiven. How did we experience the spirit baptisms after World War II? People were in trouble. That's right. But the prayer, the praise and worship, this blessed assurance of having been received to have become a possession of Jesus Christ, the joy about the redemption and about the Redeemer leads us over into the praise, into the thanksgiving and we worship and worship and suddenly the Holy Ghost descends, the anointing comes upon the redeemed just as it came upon the Redeemer and then it can be cried out from above. This is my beloved son, my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. Let us read quickly these places which touch our hearts and which we believe. Especially what we read already in Romans chapter 5. Here, it's was it 5? In verse 5 it says and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Baptism is one thing. John could baptize in water and he said, he who comes after me shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Please, no discussion about it. Just to be open and to say, Beloved Lord, this promise you have given in Luke 24 and you, you repeated it in Acts 1 and you said remain in Jerusalem until ye are endued with the power from on high this promise we may of course bring to the Lord and say we are children of all promises every promise is yes and amen and then then it's like when as a flower opens, then we receive the connection with God. And in that moment, the Holy Ghost comes.
comes down and fills us always in worship always while praising always while thanking for that what God has done for us by the redemption which happened on the cross of Calvary here we have read it Maybe the question was also because Brother Brother Brennan was told on the other side, he was told, only perfect love enters here. Recently, I've read a book in the English language. In this book, 38 pages were dedicated to Brother Frank. And, of course, all one can think of is being said there and taken out of context. I will not read it here, but the 38 pages, I have read them. And when I was finished, such a love of God came upon me. And I could pray for this brother with all my heart. I could say, do not lay any charge against him. Forgive him everything what he has done. People are judging from a far distance, about 8,000 kilometers from here. They were never here and are writing and are sending it out into all the world. Brothers and sisters, perfect love prays also for the enemies. This is just like that. It's just like that. Not we declared men to be our enemies, but they have become enemies as in the days of our Lord. In Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, the love of God was perfectly manifested. But the scribes, they were rebuked seven times. In Matthew 23, our Lord rebuked the scribes and the Pharisees. And he told them all kinds of things. He has the right to do so. He may say to everyone what is lacking and what is not right. Let us come now back to the point. Regardless of what Brother Brenham has said in the various sermons, everything must be taken back into the Bible. And only what is really written in the Holy Scripture, this is true and God's word remains forever. We also know that Brother Brenham didn't want to teach anything and he did not teach anything what would not have been biblical. If there are now some statements which brothers are taking out of context and then make up their own doctrine of it, then we can just say they are despising the word of God. They are putting the Bible aside. Really, with the unbelievable statement, no one understands the Bible, only the prophet understood it. Brothers and sisters, 
Whom did the Lord open the understanding for the scripture? Of course, to all who were gathered, all who were listening to him. And the same revelation which God has given to his apostles and prophets, the same revelation we have received by the same Spirit. And we have been settled and grounded in the truth. So, one more point, because I have heard that there are probably one or two persons who wish to be baptized. In case this is so, let us read from Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6, from verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? So, first dying and then being buried. And Paul could say, I am crucified with Christ. I am dead. Now I live no longer, but Christ lives in me. Then, straight to the next verse, verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And then comes the reason, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. This morning I had a look onto a baptism certificate and there was written in the name of the triune God. And I was thinking by myself straight about this word here in Romans chapter 6. We all who we have been baptized into Jesus Christ of course, not into a formula and not into a formulation, but as people who are crucified with Christ, as people who died with Him, we are buried with Him into His death to have part in the resurrection, to have part in the first resurrection. We, of course, we are reading it here in the Word of God. How long do the believers want to remain in the various churches and not obeying the call? The time of grace is coming to its end. And I want that all understand it the right way. We have absolutely nothing against any church or against any fellowship or against any denomination, whatever it might be. 
But God does not speak to the institution as a whole. God speaks to His people, which are still scattered all over. Just a while ago, I was mentioning our sister Brigitte, who is now working in the office for 25 years. She was raised by nuns in a monastery, raised in a very strict Catholic way. And behold, the grace of God was granted unto her. She heard, she believed, and she received. We are not against churches. We are only against that the broad multitude is kept in unbelief and kept in captivity. And therefore it is written in Luke chapter 4, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me to proclaim liberty to the captives. When the anointing of the Holy Ghost rests upon us, when not the diplomacy and politics are coming in, when the anointing rests upon us, then we must proclaim to all the captives in all churches and religions, we must proclaim the liberty. And we must say, if you belong to God's people, then be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing. And then God will receive you and then he will walk among us and dwell with us and will be our God and we shall be his people. Do you want this? Do we want this with all our hearts and with all our soul? And if it is written here, we all, who we were baptized into Christ, one translation says into Christ, the other one says in Christ. There is only one word for it in the Greek, E-I-S, be it in or into. Don't you worry about such things. Worry about that you are crucified with Christ, having died with Him and being buried with Him to walk on with Him in a new life through faith in our Lord and Redeemer. And then, brothers and sisters, then the baptism will not only be a visible act then the believers will understand what it means. I am buried with Christ. I have been let down with Him into His death. I am risen together with Him to walk in a new life with Him. The crucifixion comes first, the dying comes first, but then comes the baptism to prove that we were crucified with Christ, that we died to ourselves and that we want to live on together with Him. Here's one more point. He who does not receive this by faith he will disagree and object. He will say, my baptism is valid and so forth. 
He comes with arguments. But if we believe, as the scripture says, then it's written in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And then it's written in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Namely, as a confirmation that your sin was forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. In baptism, in the Lord's Supper, there is no forgiveness. Forgiveness is in the blood of the Lamb. But then we confirm it by baptism. And baptism, baptism belongs to the forgiveness. And therefore, the obedience of faith must be manifested in this way. Now, coming to this, po to this point belongs also that disobedience is our perdition and that obedience is our salvation and our bliss. One just needs to look into the Holy Scripture. Disobedience towards God and His Word was the perdition of the people of Israel. And the disobedience towards His Word is the perdition of all churches. It was your and my perdition. But God has taken us out of perdition out of unbelief, out of disobedience. He placed us into the obedience of His word. And therefore, it is also written, He that believeth, as the scripture has said, brothers and sisters, Precious friends, these are not well-meant advices. This is God's everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord, which now, before the return of Jesus Christ, must be preached to all peoples, tongues and nations in the original. The Lord God may give grace that all hear his message and that all who were not yet baptized biblically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, please do not let this opportunity pass by you. Make use of it and be baptized biblically to make also an end to disobedience and to walk on the way of obedience with the Lord. Even the Redeemer said, it behooves us to fulfill all righteousness. The Lord God may bless us, may give us grace, that we pray for one another, that we support us each other in prayer, and that we together plan for the future, but in the main, mainly waiting for the future return of Jesus Christ, looking for it. I was asked if God wills and a next Israel trip would take place, 
If the Lord tarries, then it would be from the 8th to the 19th of May. We can only announce such dates. Whether, whether the time continues, no one knows. But we may plan. And most important of all, that we abide in the plan of God with our planning. Israel is always worthwhile to visit. And up to now, it was every time a blessing to each one. The Lord God, the Almighty One, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of Israel, who has become our Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, may He give us the revelation, may He give us the understanding for the Scripture, also the connection which we showed briefly from Revelation 17 to Revelation 18. In that time, where all the kings hand over their power, where the world dominion is being put up, at that time, the word of the Lord goes forth. Ye, my people, come out and touch not the unclean thing. There are only two unities at the end. The one, the worldwide unity under Rome, and the other one, the little flock to which God is well pleased to give them the kingdom. And remember what is written in John 17 verse 23, Father, you in me and I in them, so that we may be one. Not twelve religions which make some kind of pilgrimage and not six religions who are uniting. Not the uniting of the churches is the fulfillment of the prayer of John 17. The uniting, the coming together of the, of the called out church, of the ecclesia, that's how it is written in the Greek, called out. To us is the promise that the Lord returns to take us unto himself. About everything else, we don't have to worry about. To one unity, each one will be part of at the end. And Brother Brenham said it so clearly. And he said, the ones will have the mark of the beast and the others will have the seal of God. And the seal of God is the Holy Ghost sealed with the Holy Spirit unto the glorious day of the return of Jesus Christ our Lord. So, the decision must be made. And concerning the brothers and the sisters who wish to be baptized, take it to heart what is written in Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Those who gladly received his word were baptized. And on that day, 3,000 souls were added. Now, to the end of this circular letter, what, bro what Brother Bram said, 
Look to the promises that God gave His body, the body of Christ. His body must do the same because the body and the head belong together. If Christ is the head, was the word, his body has to be the same as the head was. A church of the word, born of the word, virgin born from the word, not denominational. Say Amen. Virgin born from the word. And then he says, Oh, Brother Branham heard a voice. Pick up your pen and write. This was given to me when the Spirit said, spoke, and this I'm trying to say to you. The law of reproduction brings forth after its own kind. Genesis 1, verse 11. In these last days, the true bright church comes to the headstone. This is Zechariah, chapter 4 the capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. Then it continues here. She will be the super church. This word is not so nice, but you know what is meant here. A super race as they near the great headstone, the completion, they will be much like him so much like him, even they will be in his very image in the order to be united with him. They will be one. They will be the very manifestation of the word of the living God. It is not easy now to stop here. I say it time and again. But God's word is so precious, so wonderful. And as Brother Brenham said, the Carmel hour is coming. The decision comes. God will answer. God will answer not long from now. He will reveal himself to his church, to his people. And it will be manifested who serves God and who does not serve him, who just has a religion or who has him, to him, the almighty God, to the creator of heaven and earth, be the thanks and honor in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We may say, God has graciously visited His people. He has revealed to us the promises of His Word. He came to us. He spoke with us. He has opened our understanding for the Scripture. 
And we all have the same understanding, the same revelation. And we thank God with all our hearts for it. In Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. We stand up and we sing the chorus just as I am. Firstly, I would like to ask how many are here who, who wish to dedicate their life fully to God. No own way anymore. No own will. Have you alone your way. That we today start our walk with God. Being in conformity with His Word. In obedience to his word, completing our journey until we come from believing unto seeing. Who wishes to be included in this prayer? God bless all of us, all of us. Then we have the next question. How many are in trouble? Where is sickness? Where are bondages? Where are needs? Raise your hand. We will trust the Lord. Also this is possible. There are troubles, there are needs of various kinds. And there is one who said, Call upon me in the time of trouble and I will save you. And you shall praise me. And there is a Job who could say, I know that my Redeemer liveth. And right at the end he could say, I just heard about you from hearsay. But now I've seen. We need this personal revelation of God. Do we have also other petitions which we can bring to the Lord? Then raise again your hand. God bless. God bless. Right at the end. You can put down your hands now. Right at the end. Now the question. Who wishes to be baptized? Do we have today some in our midst? There is one person. There I see another one. Yes. Three. Now we have three. Four. Yes. We will now pray and then they come to the front. Not so, Brother Rus. Oh, they can come already now to the front. All right. Then, please come to the front, you who want to be baptized. But now, we want to bring all the other petitions before the Lord. Please, all you who want to be baptized, 
come please now to the front so that we can pray with you and that we can commit you unto the grace of the Lord. All who want to be baptized, please come here. Thank you. Thank you. Pardon? Ele eleven. Not under twelve. Next time. Do you speak all German? Very good. Most of you I know already. But the Lord knows all of us. He knows you. We are glad that you obeyed the call. That you came to the scriptural belief and that you want to prove your obedience that you really stepped into the footprints of the Lord that you now follow Him this is important because in the practice it is manifested in theory many can say we believe many can say we are following the Lord this all can say but in the practice it looks a bit different. In the practice, it is being manifested where the words are in agreement with the belief and with the life. You made the, the decision before God to walk on this way of obedience and faith, to be buried with Christ, to walk with Him in a new life. Just look here now. Beloved brother, you have dedicated your life to the Lord. Amen. Thank you. You also, brother. You also, brother. Sister, you also. Brother, sister, you also. You have dedicated your life to the Lord. Amen. Then you are our brothers and our sisters. In Christ. Blessed and praised be the Lord our God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are looking up to the throne of grace. We are raising our voices together. We pray in faith for all who are present today, for all the needs, for all the sick, for all who are still bound, who are still in error. We are praying today for all who are present and for all who hear this transmission. Beloved Lord, manifest your victory, manifest your blessing, manifest your power and glory. We thank Thee for the power of Your blood and of Your Word and of Your Spirit. And we thank Thee that You make all things well. And we thank Thee for the confirmation of Your Word, for the healing of the sick, for the deliverance of the captives, and for the blessing which You have given to Your people by grace. Now we pray for those who are going for baptism. Bless them, Lord, in a special way that they happily step down into the water and just like the eunuch go on their way happily 
be with you, O Lord. O God, bless us all and be with us in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.